Hello and welcome to another episode of Endeavor, both the video show and the audio podcast. I'm your host again, Jason Breitkopf. With me once again is Christy Davin. How are you doing, Christy? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today, I think, is uh, near and dear to your heart. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, you've already done a video on this topic. We're talking about social media hygiene. Yes, I actually did a video for the parent perspective. Um, not so much how social media can work for and against the applicant themselves, but how parents can almost inadvertently cause um, cause an issue for the students by boasting or what they call the humble brag about college visitations, about college acceptances, and um, how the parent can, it actually even wasn't so much about how the parent can support their student on social media, but how to manage um, how all of that goings on um, on social media might affect them personally. Um, not to go too much into it, but a lot of times when all of that bragging is going on, it can affect the way you feel about what's going on in your life. And maybe you're not keeping up. Right. So what I'll do is, uh, in the show notes, I'll put a link to that video. So anybody who's listening at home uh, or watching us on YouTube, if you're already on YouTube, you can find that video on our YouTube page. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, on whatever platform you're listening, I will put the link to that video in the show notes, and you can check it out later. But just as a highlight, what were some conclusions you came to from uh, that video about how parents can deal with the humble brag? Um, well, it, it started with my own perspective. My son is taking a year off. Uh, he is graduating from high school this year, and uh, he's a very intelligent guy with a lot to offer and a bright future ahead of him, but we are not following the traditional path. We are following, um, we also have a video on the non-conventional path, or mm -hmm. the unconventional path, and he's on that path. So for me, as I watch people um, share oh yeah, it's a lovely day to go on college visitations. We're just at Princeton, dot, dot, dot. Um, it's sort of a passive way of bragging about, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that Princeton is an option for your student. And, right. um, or the, all of the details of that process. And basically my, my message I hope to parents was to just understand that when people are sharing this kind of thing on Facebook, they're sharing their, their, and I call them Donna Reed moments, but I think mm. that there are a lot of people who are too young to understand what that means. But basically, uh, it's the people are sharing their best on Facebook. They're not sharing their truly human mm. moments on yeah. Facebook. And so we all know our own truly human moments because we're here all the time, you know, inside 24-7. No one knows everything about us but ourselves. And so to kind of... I was just encouraging parents to kind of cut themselves a break and, I, I, and not feel like they have to keep up with that. Yeah, I, keeping up with the Joneses, as, as some social scientists call it, is um, can, can be a strain. And so I agree with you completely there. But what I wanted to focus on a little bit more, and again, I think uh, as the parent of teenagers, and we've talked about this before on previous episodes mm -hmm. uh, that we've worked on together, um, since you have teenagers and my children are much younger, you're dealing with maybe your, your own students your own children on social media. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, social media hygiene, um, both from the, the positive aspects of being on social media and interacting with colleges and the negative aspects of, of maybe sharing too much, mm -hmm. uh, maybe being not just authentic, but 
letting folks peek a little too much behind the curtain. So I wanted to start off with first, uh, a question I get a lot from parents and students is, do colleges look at your social media presence? Do they look at your Twitter feed, your Facebook page, your Instagram, your Snapchat? And I know you've done a little bit of research on that. I have, I have actually. And there are varying reports out there, the num but the numbers are fairly consistent. There's a little bit of a waiver in the actual number, but what I have seen is somewhere between 30 and 40% of colleges do check on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they, um, a, a slightly number, a smaller number, excuse me, I want to say maybe 25% will actually Google an applicant mm. and see what Google has to say about mm. that person. So, um, so yeah, I would love to talk about that because I, I do see there's positives and negatives to social media during this process. And I think that we can provide families with some tips on how to leverage, um, how to leverage both of the, you know, minimize the negatives, maximize the positives. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the, of the same numbers that you have, and I've seen a lot of the same kind of warnings about that. So um, I'm gonna jump in first with okay. something that I really think is important is that um, that number 30 to 40% sounds pretty consistent to what I've heard, which means that more than half of colleges currently don't even look into that. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that every single school is going to be one of those schools, but it's not done in a creepy way. They're not stalking you. I mean, you are the person who's reached out to them. You are the, the student, the parent, who's communicated with that school, who's expressed an interest in applying or may have already applied. So at that point, they're just trying to get to know you. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we've talked about a lot, both you and me and some of our other hosts like Nikhil and Harpreet and Ariella and Neil uh, have talked about you know presenting that, that authentic self of being who you are and how the numbers alone don't do that. So the reason why a college would want to look at your social media presence, your social media profile, your, your Twitter feed, your Facebook posts, your Instagram posts, is they wanna to get to know you better. They wanna go beyond the numbers. They want to see who you are as a person. Uh, there may be, and we're gonna talk about this in, in quite a few podcasts, and this is a term that we've used a lot, which is, there are a lot of students who are academically qualified mm -hmm. who are applying to these schools, and that number is larger than the number of spots they have open. So this is a way to help them beyond your activities, beyond your college application essay to get to know you. So if they see that you're constantly, you know, posting Instagram photos of the meals that you're cooking, and that is not something that you mentioned in your college application essay or on your resume or in your application that you like to cook and you're, and you're taking photos or you like to bake and you're taking photos of that, that just, that is something really cool to them. Mm -hmm. That helps them understand you a little bit better, and that fills out that that personal profile that they're trying to build, <clears throat> so they can get to know you. I agree. Um, I know Nikhil talks a lot about the, the that personal aspect and about when you get right down to sort of the end of the process and you're creating your resume and your list of activities that it's best to focus on two particular themes. And um, first of all, if you are really passionate about baking and cooking, and it's not one of your themes. Um, I suppose it could mean that it has nothing to do with the major you want to go into mm -hmm. and it's just a you know a personal hobby mm -hmm. um, so I can understand that if it has nothing to do with your academic endeavors why mm -hmm. you would leave it off your theme list right but I also agree with you that it does 
give them an opportunity to understand you kind of off camera, if right. you will. That personal side of you that you may not have room in what will hopefully be a very rich college application yeah. to go into these things that, that don't necessarily apply if yeah. you want to be a chemistry major. Right. Um, I mean, a great example of that is for me, like my themes, and Nikhil and I have talked a lot about this, and I think you and I have as well, that my themes were very theater, uh, film, arts oriented, and very history, English, writing, academic oriented. But if you were to jump onto my Instagram feed, you would see primarily uh, photos of nature mm -hmm. and photos of architecture. So these are things that interest me. And when I'm out and about in the world, I find interesting um, uh, shapes in the, in, the, in the world, whether they're man-made or natural. And that's what I take pictures of. I'm not going to talk about that if I was 16 or 17 years old applying to college because that's not the two main foci of what I want to do and what interests me, it's just a side hobby. And so that's, I think, what we're talking about here is that, that kid who has those baking photos, you know, those Instagram shots of his or her own baking creations, maybe they are a chemistry major, maybe they're pre-med, and maybe they're a person who likes to volunteer. And that's their themes, you know, pre-med, chemistry, science, and volunteering for Habitat for Humanity. Mm -hmm. Those are their two themes, and that's what their application and everything's about. But that baking thing, that's that little extra thing that you don't get a chance to talk about that a college that is going out of its way to look at your social media, they're going to see that, and that might be really exciting to them. Sure, and th that was is a way in which social media can work in your favor. It can mm -hmm. show that this is what you're passionate about. These are the things you choose to share and that are interesting to you. The things you don't mm -hmm. want to do, you know, are um, a, a male student, for instance, showing lots of pictures of women in bikinis or right so um, before we talk into about the <clears throat> sorry stuff, getting ahead of me no i, I just want to say that in this for those listening <coughs> home and again the great thing about this podcast is this is this this information or watching this on the video show this information is going to be pretty universal for a while and as uh, you know until colleges change the way they do things so you might be watching this in 2018 when we're recording this you might be watching this in 2019 2020 2021 but Thinking back to 2018, this is a time in the spring of 2018 when a lot of students are getting uh, politically active, marching, doing walkouts, and colleges have expressed a real positive response to that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's college, many schools, many universities and colleges have said that if you're suspended or given detention for doing a walkout or for doing a political protest, that they'll count that as a positive on your application, and being politically active on social media like Twitter can be a positive. But let's roll back to what you were just saying, and I apologize for interrupting That's you. okay. No, I think your point was important. Thank you. Um, let's go back to the negative. You're talking about the young male student who has a lot of pictures of girls in bikinis uh, on his Facebook page or his Twitter account or his Snapchat, whether they're ones he's sharing from the internet or ones that he himself has taken. Mm -hmm. And again, going even beyond that, in my opinion, are selfies that are revealing. That was my next question for you. Yeah. I, I'm not sure... Um, and maybe we don't know what colleges would think about that, but um, if it's a picture, if, if, if it's nothing but a picture of a girl taking herself, pictures of herself in the bathroom, like time after time after time, with lots of, you know, I don't... Yeah, I, I mean, if, if, like, for example, there's two different things going on here. Like, if there's the pictures of you and your friends partying and drinking and, okay, it sounds like you're not yet 21 because you're applying to college, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be a big negative for me. Mm -hmm. Even... I've heard plenty of stories through the grapevine and from friends who've worked in colleges that those pictures, if a college admissions officer or a college administrator when you're already attending college see those shots, those snaps, the Snapchat, Instagram, etc., that could work against you. That could really create a, a situation where 
the school doesn't want to be associated with that sort of behavior. Right. And that could turn schools off. Now, on the flip side of that, you have the stereotypical mythological girl who takes a lot of photos of herself you know, in the mirror or a lot of selfies with the selfie stick. The great example of that, for those of you who are watching at home, there's a movie that came out recently that I actually really recommend. It's called Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. This is your five seconds. This is the remake, right? Yeah, this is the, no, it's not. It's a sequel. Sequel. It is technically oh, I thought it was a, a remake. No, because they reference the original film and and they make reference to the original character played by Robin Williams. Okay. In the film, Good to know. so it is a sequel. And your five second movie review is thumbs up. Go see it. <laughs> uh, or actually, now rent it by iTunes. I don't know if it's on HBO or Netflix or something, but if you can acquire it legally. Two thumbs up. Uh, I, I, my kids and I, my wife and I, we've watched it five times so far. Wow. Yeah, and it only just came out a month ago, so it's really good. Um, it's Jack Black and The Rock, right? Yes. Okay, not to spend too much time. Right, Dwayne Johnson and, and Jack Black play uh, the avatars of the kids who were sucked into the game. Okay. And one of the kids who's sucked into the game is a 15, 16-year-old girl who from the very f first moment we meet her is all about her phone, taking snaps of herself, building her profile on Instagram, and, and all about herself. So that's the negative connotation of that, but I think some of it has to do with um, the way we treat girls in our society and the way we reduce them to their appearance. Uh, and I am, as a parent of two daughters and as just a human being who has empathy for other human beings, I think that's unfair and uh, not productive. Um, you know, I've met a lot of young women as an educator who were into makeup and hair, and that was something they might have been interested in pursuing as a career, whether just, you know, wanting to go to school after college for cosmetology all the way up through fashion or um, the makeup industry or Hollywood beauty makeup. So. I suspect that many colleges are aware of that and are not necessarily going to hold against a young woman who is taking a lot of selfies. Um, hold that against her. I mean, James Franco, the actor, did an experiment <clears throat> where he posted nothing but selfies for a week and nothing but pictures of other things. And he got twice as much uh, interest, re, uh, likes, reposts from the pictures of his own face. Really? Yes. So people respond to pictures of faces. It's just a thing that, I mean, again, if you want to go and study psychology or sociology, get your PhD and then explain why that works to me, please contact me. Uh, our Twitter is at EndeavorPod. Uh, because uh, I've read studies about this like from the very beginning. Babies respond best to faces versus other things. That's why we anthropomorphize their toys and put little faces on everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not surprising that people who are scrolling through their Twitter or um Instagram feeds or Facebook respond to faces. So they're not wrong, these young women. And they're not all young women. Sometimes they're young men. True. Who are doing a lot of the same True. things. They're not wrong that people respond to their faces. So I don't think we should worry about that being held against them. I really think it's the more racy or inappropriate photos. That's what I was going to say. You know, yeah. they're, not all selfies are created equal. Correct. So um, if it's a picture of you, let's say you, you love to travel, mm -hmm. and it's a picture of you in France, and a picture of you in Spain, and a picture of you in Italy, mm -hmm. that's cool. Yes. That is very cool, especially if you're in front of something recognizable like yeah. the Eiffel Tower or... Yeah. 
what have you. Or if you got a chance to do a, a semester abroad and you're taking pictures of yourself doing whatever. If you went on a, a mission with your church to Costa Rica or Honduras and you mm -hmm. get lots of pictures of yourself with the folks with whom you're In working. In context. Yeah, context is key. Mm -hmm. That is that is the most important thing. Context is key because that's what matters. If it's just pictures of yourself in the bathroom, that's probably less impressive than pictures of yourself, uh, you know, even if it's something that's not socially uh, positive, just fun, yourself on the mountain about to, you know, ski or snowboard on the mountain. Sure. Or, or you can also put a special twist. A lot of kids um, default to, I'm going to volunteer at the pet shelter near me. It's a very popular one. You could do, you know, selfie of the day with the walk of the day. You know, mm -hmm. you walk a different dog every day. You take a picture of you with a different dog. It really does show that commitment yeah. to that activity. So while you want to be <clears throat> thoughtful about your social media as a teenager when you're applying to college or as a college student when you're applying to grad school, really, uh, you don't want to manage it so much that it appears fake. But on the other hand, you want to avoid really anything that's going to embarrass you or hurt your chances of... Uh, being taken seriously. So maybe now is a good time to talk about what some of those positives and negatives could sure. be. Sure. Um, so I, I did a little research on this as well. Uh, some of the negatives include something as simple as your Twitter handle or the name that you might give yourself on Facebook or Instagram. Um, I have seen ones with bad words mm. right there in the handle. Yep. That's a big no-no. Yep. Um, Please don't drop any F-bombs on your no college No F-bombs, nothing having to do with um, anatomical parts mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. anything like that. And please avoid racial epithets. Sexism, racism, anti-Semitism. Well, in general. Islamophobia, homophobia. Yeah. Please avoid that. That's, that's not going to help you and it's just going to turn off colleges. Well, and that's the other side, not to backtrack, um, but that's the other side of what you were talking about, about how colleges love people who are polit politically active, speaking out for things they believe in. But you also have to manage how you present that to the yeah. world. You want to be, um, you don't want to be too extreme yeah. in, on, on any spectrum. You just yeah. don't want to be somebody who, um, you know, the, the students who are speaking out against gun violence, of course, that's an extreme case, but they are being very professional mm -hmm. and they are being very grown up about it. Thoughtful um, is the word I have used. Thoughtful is a good one. Um, so it's okay to feel passionate yeah. about something and to voice that passion, but yeah. you also want to make sure that you're presenting it in a way yeah. that has a, a, a professional and respectful tone. Right. So the big thing is to avoid... Uh, Try to avoid uh, foul language, uh, epithets, and slurs. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. Whatever your politics are, that's really not the important part. And colleges are pretty chill about that either way. It's just avoid the stuff that's going to be socially <clears throat> awkward or inappropriate. Right. Yeah. One of the other things to look out for is uh, are things like the memes, the videos, and the pictures that you share. Memes are a trap. They are, there's some out there, and there's some really funny things that people have, have built over time. Not all of them are appropriate to share yeah. and may not show you in the best light if you yeah. think that it's hilarious. So one good thing about that is that a lot of the phones, whether it's the iPhone with iOS or uh, an Android phone like a Samsung or Motorola, they'll often have in uh, their texting and, and, and whatnot libraries um, GIFs that you can send as memes that uh, they may be like pre-selected, but they're the most popular ones mm -hmm. and they tend to be less racy and less awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, G yeah. or maybe a select PG. PG. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so we talked about the pictures of your own life that you share. So yeah. we don't have to belabor that. Um, but the basically, especially unless you check your privacy settings, there is a good chance that a college can get right in there into everything that you share. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a good idea to check your privacy settings yep. and make sure that perhaps you adjust them so that only the people that you've selected to see everything that you post mm -hmm. are the people who actually see everything yep. that you post. Um, one of the other things that I read a lot about is Google, and it's uh, Googling yourself is not a bad idea. Again, we said, yeah. you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a smaller number, but if twenty five percent of college of colleges are Googling their applicants, yeah, um, and am I right in in thinking that most colleges will um, put on their website? what they're looking for and and I'm not sure if they'll declare that they say you know just to let you know we do check social media but they do say what they're looking for in an applicant right? yes they absolutely do and again <clears throat> if you use services like Barron's or uh, Naviance or the College Board's Big Future website they'll put that on there too so there's a lot of places to find what colleges are looking for uh, whether or not they check social media I haven't seen a lot of information about that from colleges themselves. I've seen U.S. News and World Report and other news sources, uh, tutoring companies talk about those numbers. The numbers because you shared that with me earlier, so I looked that up. But I haven't seen it directly from colleges, so I don't know which particular colleges right now are doing that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure if anybody knows. I think yeah. some of the companies that have done the research on this may have a list of some, but I haven't seen uh, anybody share it But I think they've spoken directly. Anywhere. They haven't like searched. They've spoken directly to administration's yeah. offices. That's, I think, how they did that research. No, I agree so I don't know if there's a list anywhere. Yeah. So that's one thing to, to keep looking for. It is. Yeah. Um, so, so those are some of the things to watch out for in case they do tend to look you up. But... There's also that positive aspect, um, referring back to another video that I shot this week regarding demonstrated interest mm -hmm. and how it actually, there is a little bit of a bias, there's an argument that there's a bias, demonstrated interest is, um, gives an unfair advantage to families who tend to have more resources. So let me interrupt you just for one second. For those who have not yet seen Christy's video on demonstrated interest, what that means is that the college is aware of your interest. You've communicated as a student or parent with that school. You've talked to someone in admissions or in one of the departments and they know for a fact that you're interested that in this case, what Christy's talking about is you might have visited the school, gone on a tour, or interacted with them on the secondary level, which is in person. But what if you can't do that? What if you don't have the wherewithal? What if the school you're interested in is in California and you live in Vermont and taking the time to fly out there is just not in the cards? Exactly, exactly. So I go over the pros and cons of demonstrated interest in that video and how to leverage the resources you do have available to you. Um, but the great thing about the 21st century is there aren't an awful lot of resources that weren't available when we were applying to college yep. oh so many decades ago that um, the colleges will be able to understand how interested you are, not necessarily whether just because you step foot on campus, but um, there are social media and internet um, options. For instance, on your own pages, you can like groups and pages that have to do with your themes. Right. You can, again, as we talked about with baking or with volunteering at the, um, the pet shelter, those sorts of things, right. you can on a regular basis prove your 
um, interest in those themes, but also in that college. You know, right. you follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter. Retweet things, mm-hmm. respond to things, follow share them on Instagram. things, Instagram, yep. Facebook page. Um, it is amazing. Colleges usually have somebody dedicated to posting, if not every day, mm-hmm. um, close to every day. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of information there, and they'll mm-hmm. know that you're there. And yeah. so they. Um, I follow my, my the school that I attended, Brandeis. I follow them on Instagram, and they mm-hmm. post at least one picture a day. Minimum. Sure. Sometimes more if there's an event on campus. Sure. Um, so following them and understanding what they share also can help you better understand the college that you that you have shown an interest in. Right. Learning about how well you fit by what sorts of things they post. You know, their sports team mm-hmm. records and... Um, group activities. Or if you went to Brandeis, uh, how many Nobel Prizes they've won. Nobel Prizes. Because there's no, no super sports stuff at Brandeis. Now see, at, Den- <laughs> at Denison, it's all about the famous people, Jennifer Garner, Steve Carell. So, yes. um, so we don't have those, we don't have the awards, but we do have the, the famous people. Nerds um, for life, Brandeis. <laughs> Denison. <laughs> so, um, so those are some positive ways that you can leverage social media. I also have a note to myself. I wanted to make sure that I remembered this. It's a, it's a website that I haven't yet explored, but I want to. I saw it in an article today. It's mm. called Z-E-E-M-E-E. Z-E-E-M-E-E. I got to admit, I hadn't heard of it before today. I, I just found out about it today. I want to do a little bit more research. Apparently, it is a website with which colleges partner. And you can create an account, and you can create. It's it's basically like having a Facebook account specifically designed hmm. to show to colleges. Hmm. Um, as you know, the college app is the way most people apply to college now, and the in the space on the college app, excuse me, common app, is uh, limited. Yeah, this gives you the opportunity to share more information about yourself. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. I don't really know much about it, so I don't necessarily recommend it yet, but I do recommend you look it up and see what it is. And if you do have any ideas or questions or comments on it, please feel free to leave a comment in the video below, or uh, if you're on iTunes, you can leave a comment on our iTunes page for the podcast or uh, on our Twitter page, at EndeavorPod. And I know that we're probably running a little short on time, but there was one more recommendation that I wanted to put out there, and it's LinkedIn. Oh, okay. LinkedIn um, is, for most people know, LinkedIn is sort of the professional profile where Facebook is the personal profile. LinkedIn is a great place to connect with admissions officers, with other people, with um, people who can write you recommendations. It's another place to put more information about yourself that is more professionally or academically, in this case, uh, geared, as opposed to Facebook, which is much more personal. A lot of parents may be aware of LinkedIn and use it themselves. A lot of students are not. So it's up to you to decide whether or not you want your student on on LinkedIn. It is a valuable resource, but again, it is much more of a professional environment. So, you know, there's always things to think about there. Sure. Well, I think this has been really helpful, and I think that's our time for today on this topic. Thank you so much, Christine. It is always my pleasure. Thank you for watching and listening uh, at home or on your commute. Uh, Please feel free to share any video or podcast episode of ours with your friends and family or your enemies, but, you know, just to show off how smart you are, I guess. Uh, You can comment on our... Facebook page, which is always in the show notes. You can comment on our YouTube channel beneath the video. You can comment on iTunes for our podcast and reach us at at EndeavorPod on Twitter, which I will respond really quickly because it's on my phone. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, let's keep learning.